Well, welcome to Something to Talk About, another one of our video productions, as opposed to sitting in the studio. Uh, but uh, glad to have you with us again. Uh, we, uh, my co-host Vaughn, uh, hopefully will drop into the uh, to the virtual studio uh, shortly. She's uh, out doing some shopping and has her mask on and her uh, gloves. Uh, she has to go home, you know, and primp the hair and all before she joins into the show. But uh, we, we, we got into a discussion earlier in the week, and we I said to her, did you get your stimulus check? And she said, well, what stimulus check? And I tried to explain a little bit about what it was about. And she says, Are, we're supposed to get free money? I said, that's my understanding, but I'm not exactly sure about what it's all about, too. So I said, hey, I'll tell you what. This week on the show, we need to get somebody that knows exactly what's going on and what it is all about. And for those that are watching the show, um, uh, I have invited Robert Gralla, who is a uh, certified public accountant. And uh, Robert, welcome to the show. Uh, for those that are watching uh, the, the the video, you have a little chat button. If, if you want, you can uh, send a, a question if you want. So if there's any questions for Robert, uh, you better send them to him because I can't answer the questions. <laughs> but, but, uh, but, you know, uh, Robert, I mean, right from the get-go, everyone was told, uh, my mother always used to say, you never get anything for nothing. Uh, and, and they said, oh, everybody's going to get this $1,200 per person. And if you've got uh, children under the age of, I don't even know what that is, 18? 17. Then, then mm. we get $500 additional for each one of those. Yeah. So everybody's running to their, their, their mailboxes every day, looking for their checks. And I haven't seen mine, and Vaughn hasn't seen hers. Did you get yours? No, I haven't gotten mine yet. First, Stuart, I just want to say thank you for the invite. It's a pleasure to be on your radio show once again. Anytime. And um, I hope I can get a good message out to people and give everybody a better understanding what the stimulus check is about and a couple other things that uh, pertain to us regarding the CARES Act. As you know, uh, March 26, 2020, they signed into law the CARES Act, which actually stands for the Coronavirus Aid Relief and Economic Security Act. It's a $2 trillion federal act, federal money to help reestablish and put stimulus back into the economy. And what you were talking about was a small part of the CARES Act, the stimulus payments that individuals will, will be receiving. And there's been so much question about it, so much hoopla about it. And I have a lot of information, a lot of facts, and hopefully it'll clear up all of the the questions that people have regarding what the stimulus check is, when they're going to get it, how much they're going to get, do they qualify, do I have to file a return, all the above. So where would you like me to start? How much do people get and what do they have to do to qualify? You tell me. You're the host. Well, I, I guess the first question is, is, you know, why, why everybody's supposed to get them? And then how were the parameters set up as to who was supposed to get how much? Uh -huh. And a follow-up question to that was, you said that this was a two-something trillion dollar package, yeah. but it is not just money going to the citizens of the United States. Isn't some of that, that money going to corporations and, and small businesses? Yes, there are two, besides the stimulus payments that individuals will get, and I like to go into a little bit of detail about the stimulus payments, okay. which are very important. There were two other programs for small business. 
One is the payroll protection plan for small business, and one is uh, a general an increase of what they call the emergency disaster loan program, which is which they increase specifically and have more guidelines that are easier for the coronavirus relief program. But more importantly, right now, the stimulus checks that individuals will be getting, basically the government is giving a free lunch. Okay, I said it, believe it or not, they're giving a free lunch. They wanna put money in people's pockets to help stimulate the economy because of the downturn in the economy, people out of work, uh, businesses having to close, businesses closing doors for, for a month or two because of the uh, coronavirus, and also help people pay their bills. I mean, it's not a lot of money. It's not going to make anybody rich, but it's enough to just help out a little bit. Individuals will get up to $1,200 and they have to qualify for that. Basically, if they make up to $75,000, they get the full $1,200. If they make over seventy-five, dollars between seventy-five dollars and $99,000, they get phased out. Over $99,000, they get nothing. A married couple will get $2,400. That's $2,000. $400. If they make up to 150,000, between 150 and 199, it's phased out over 199. They're not going to get anything. Head of household, a single mom, a single dad will get um, $1,200. In addition to the 1,200 or the 2,400, if you have any dependents that are under 17 years old, small children, you will get an additional $500 per dependent. So this is money the government is giving you. They're not going to take it from you. They're going to give it to you. If you are back taxes, they're still going to give it to you. Okay. The only way if you qualify, they won't give it to you is if you owe back child support. They'll check up on that and they will hold your payment. So if you owe back taxes and you're delinquent in taxes, they won't hold back your stimulus payment. You will get it. Now, the payment is based on your 2000 a 19 tax return, the income on your 2019 return. Well, what you know, as we know that they, they extended the filing the payment date from April 15th to July 15th. So many people haven't filed yet. And that's okay. Because if you, they don't have a 2019 return, they're going to base it on your 2018 tax return. So even if you haven't filed, I would suggest you still file as soon as you can to make sure that the IRS has the correct address, bank information, and, and and dependents, you know, information as well. So I would suggest you file the 2019 tax return as soon as you can if one has not been filed. Let me just say one more thing. It looks like you want to ask me a question, okay? Yeah, well, there's <laughs> a lot of questions that, that, that come up so that I not only I have, but I've heard other people ask, and I want to get that in too. Yeah, go, no, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you, you, you keep well, you're on a roll. The thing is that, you know, if you don't qualify because of your 2019 tax return or your 2018, you might qualify for 2020 because basically the stimulus payment, the stimulus package is an advance of your tax credit for 2020. So when you file your 2020 tax return, they're going to have a portion of the return that's going to be dedicated to this tax credit. And obviously, if you got it already, you won't get it twice. So it's basically an advance of your 2020 tax credit, but they're giving it to you now because they want you to have the money right now. So if you don't qualify for 19 or even 18, when you file for 2020 and you made less money, you still might qualify for 2020. So all is lost if you didn't qualify for, for 18 or 19. 
All right. So, so then, if I if I'm uh, I want to play my cards right, let's uh-huh. just I'm getting ready to file my 2019 tax return. Right. Realize that I've made over a hundred thousand dollars. Okay. So I look at my 2018 return, and right. I made eighty five thousand dollars. Right. Am, am, am I correct? I can just hold on the filing of my 19 tax return and use the 18 tax return because that's going to be to my benefit. Stuart, you should have been an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, yes. Okay. In other words, okay. And, and if your 2019 tax return is over the limit, but you filed an 18 return and the 18 is under the limit. Yeah. If you, if you held off filing your 19 and you got your stimulus payment, the IRS want to come back at back at you, and once you file your 19 return because you were over the limit. So once you get the payment, they give you the payment. But yes, you could do that if your 19 is over the limit, and your 18 is not. Hold off filing your 19, and then and then get your stimulus payment and file your 19 by July 15th, or even the extended extended due date of October 15th. It's a very good point. Okay. Well, now now the the other point is, and I've heard several people say this. Okay, they're going to give me the free money now, but do I have to eventually pay that back? No. The only reason you would have to pay it back is if you filed a fraudulent tax return and you fudged the numbers and it was a fraudulent return. Once you get the payment and you qualify for it, you will not have to pay that back. That is the current law, and that's the way they set up the payment plan, the the, the credit. That's the way it is right now. Yeah. Now, now another thing that I have seen posted was some some people that say, let's say they made ninety thousand uh-huh. uh, dollars and 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 filed. So all of a sudden they get a check in the mail and the check is for like four hundred dollars. Right. And well, wait a minute. I thought I was supposed to get twelve hundred dollars. Right. Where you were saying earlier, if it's over seventy five but under a hundred, so seventy ninety nine, uh-huh. it gets. Right rated downward right so you to get less than the twelve hundred dollars right right now, now what about in the case of of a joint return that's a joint return right no, that's a single return, return. a single return you get twelve hundred dollars and if okay. you make over seventy five thousand it's phased out and once you hit ninety nine thousand you get nothing it's phased out like five dollars for every hundred dollars over the seventy five thousand so it basically comes out to once you hit ninety nine thousand, you you don't get anything. For a married couple, you get twenty four hundred dollars, but if your income is up to one hundred and fifty thousand, okay, it's double a single, seventy five for single, one fifty for a married. And once the married couple goes over one ninety nine, they get nothing. So the phase out okay. area is one fifty plus up to one ninety nine. Now understand one thing. So let's say you made, I'll just throw a number out there. You're a married couple. You made 175000 So basically, you would get about $1,200 instead of $2,400. Well, guess what? When you file your 2020 tax return, okay, if you're within the limits once again, you will get the remaining amount. You know, depending on how much you made, you will get more of that credit up to the, the maximum $2,400. So even if you don't qualify in 19 for the full amount, if you qualify for it in 20, you'll get the remaining amount, you know, w- within the limits. So that that's a good thing that, that they've done with that. 
All right. Now, let me throw another question out. Uh, I, my wife and I uh, have no no depend no dependence under seventeen. Right. However, uh, if we are the guardians of a couple of children, legal right. guardians of a couple of children that are under seventeen, do we qualify for that additional five hundred dollars each? Uh, maybe. And the reason I say maybe is when you say a guardian, you see <clears throat> the legal definition of a guardian is different than the legal definition or the IRS definition in the tax law of a dependent. Okay. If they are your dependent on your tax return, I mean, I can go into the rules for dependency, but they right. are a dependent. Then if they're under 17, you get the $500. If they're not your dependent, you don't get anything. In a lot of cases, when you, for example, you have a, a grandparent that's raising a 10-year-old child, a 14-year-old child, a lot of times that happens. If those people can, you know, put their grandchildren or they claim the grandchildren as a dependent, yes, as long as they're under 17, they will get that additional $500. Well, and I would assume that that you can't just say, oh, well, they're my dependent this year. Uh, they have a track record of showing that last year they were my dependent and the year before they were my dependent. And also you've uh -huh. you've established the 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 potential yeah. doing that. Yeah, that, that's true. I mean, the IRS might look at it a little suspicious, like why all of a sudden are they your dependents one year and not another? But anybody that would have claimed them beforehand as a dependent would have claimed them, you know, a lot of times when you have a dependent, you can get between up to $2,000 of, of a child care credit or up to $500 for a, not a child care credit, a dependency credit for your taxes. So if you're going to be aggressive and take a child or a grandchild as a dependent, you would have probably done that before. But yes, the IRS might be suspicious if you decide to take someone this year just to get that additional 500. And if they decide to question it, you know, you'd have to prove up why they are your dependent this year. So, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the stimulus program, uh, I, I certainly can understand why people are confused about it. And also, you know, it's impossible for the government to be able to send out all of these stimulus payments to everyone at the same time. So, yeah. you know, how, how should people gear this? Are they supposed to be going online to check to see if their check has gone out? or when it will go out, or you just sit back and you just check your mailbox every day? <laughs> I, I wish at this point I had a dollar for every time someone called me, emailed me, or texted me, or even put a message on Facebook, where's my stimulus check? I would be able to retire a multimillionaire just about <laughs> at that time. You know, the answer is nobody knows what's going on at the IRS right now. And also don't forget that there a lot of people at the IRS are on furlough. They might be working at home or right. they're just not working right now. They're on a minimum, you know, staff at this point, a, a, a skeleton staff. So they're not fully processing everything. The first round of stimulus checks have gone out and they're, they're ramping up for the next couple of rounds of stimulus checks. How exactly they do it, you know, their, their, their parameters, the way they do it. I'm not 100 percent sure. No one really is. It's sort of like, you know, what are the algorithms on Google? Nobody really knows for sure. Nobody knows what the IRS is planning to send out the checks, but they're going out. If you go to the IRS website and look under the coronavirus section, there's a little blue tab. You click that and you find out all the information. You can click a tab that says, where's my payment? And you got to give them, you know, your, your name, your social security number, your date of birth. 
and you'll find out what you could find out what the status of your payment is. You can also put the information in there. If, you, if they're going to send it to your physical address, you could put your bank information in there. Me, myself, I go there and it says no information at this time. Basically means the IRS has not yet put my name into their system. Think of it this way. If you remember the gas crisis back in, was it the early to mid 70s? The gas lines were two miles long. And you can actually see how long the lines are. So the gas station, you can figure out it's going to be an hour or two or three before you get there. Well, because this is done all electronically, we can't see it. But imagine tens of millions of people online at the IRS waiting to get their check. It's a long time before that. Not a long time. It's going to be some time before they will actually be able to get to everybody and get everybody's check, you know, out, out the door. I think well, that's at the. You know, at the same time, there's a lot of people that did prepare their taxes to file by April 15th. That's all now gone into the system, too. Some of those people have to pay. Uh, but uh, also, uh, uh, some of those people are going to get refund checks. Well, now right. that goes into the system, too, and that's got to be processed. And then, right. as you said, there's a lot of they're, – they're working maybe on, on a third uh, staff at IRS right now. Right, a lot of factors. Yeah, that's right. But I mean, people will be getting their checks. It might take some time, but they will be getting their checks. And it's interesting because you know the 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 House is questioning the Treasury Secretary why it's taking so long, and he's going to have to answer for that. And they're trying to speed things up. I mean, the whole idea is people need the money now. I mean, they don't need it in two or three months from now. They need it now, so they're trying to speed things up. And unfortunately, you know. The CARES Act was a great program. I think there's a lot of great benefits to the program. Some things I don't agree with, but in general, I think it's a very good act. But now they put that into place. Now that now they have that that law into place, now they have to implement it. Implementation is difficult. Getting the act passed, I mean, wasn't the easiest thing in the world, but the implementation of it now is is going to be difficult. So it's going to take time. People will get their checks. That probably has put it in a, uh, an additional burden on you and and other people in your field uh, yes. because everybody again is uh, you know the accountants are all trying to get everybody's taxes prepared and filed uh, mm -hmm. and so you're fielding questions every day about what's going on with my stimulus payment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I get I get calls and and texts and emails all day long about where's my check, where's my stimulus payment. And basically, if you go to the IRS website and the IRS doesn't have information on it, I surely don't know where it is, you know. But, it, but it, you know, sometimes as a, as a professional, uh, my clients or people in general, sometimes you have to hold their hand a little bit and walk them through something or explain something to them. So at least they feel better about it, that the IRS isn't missing them and that they will be getting their checks. So sometimes you got to just hold their hand a little bit and walk them through and explain to them what's going on. You, you mentioned the IRS. So is there a site that 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 uh, our listeners can can go to on their own at the le at their leisure on their computer to yes. check on the stimulus payment and check to see if theirs has has gone out? Yes. Very simple. IRS.gov. And when the IRS website comes up, you'll see a big blue square that has coronavirus in it coronavirus, stimulus payments, economic stimulus, and all that. You click that, and it'll take you to another part of the IRS website. And it's very clear what you have to click to get the information on your payment. It's very clear what you have to click to get your information changed from a street address 
to a bank account so they can put it directly into your bank account. So it's basically irs.gov, click the big blue box that has the information about the coronavirus. And you, you can't go wrong. It's just right there. So if let's assume that you get your mail by P.O. box, uh -huh. is that going to hold up a, a, a stimulus check because it's a physical address? No, it should not. Uh, it, it should not hold up the, the check. P.O. box or physical address doesn't make a difference. Now, if I get my monthly Social Security payment uh -huh. deposited into my bank, will that stimulus check probably go the same route? It should, yes. I can't answer 100%, but according to what I've read, it should because to have your, your information, your bank information on file, which which is interesting. You bring that up, which is a little bit of a different subject. Another question people had about the stimulus check is, I don't file a tax return. Will I get a stimulus check? How will the IRS know that I, I exist? Well, if you don't file a tax return, for example, if you're a single person and you make less than $12,000 a year of taxable income, married couple making less than 24000 you may not be required to file a tax return. And that's all well and good. But in order to get, and, and if you're getting um, regular Social Security, if you're getting Social Security disability, railroad retirement, or if you're getting a veteran's uh, benefit, you don't have to file a return. The stimulus payment will come automatically to you. If you do need to file a return because you're not getting any of those payments, for example, let's say I'm a college student, I'm, I'm 25 years old or 24 years old, okay, and I'm making a minimum amount of money, I don't have to file a return, but I'm entitled to my stimulus payment, I don't file a return, go to that same website, irs.gov, click the big blue box for coronavirus, and you can input the information there to tell the IRS that you have, you're required to get a stimulus check. And you put the information in and they'll send it to you. A lot of other situations, like for example, you may not like the example you gave before where you had um, two grandparents on Social Security. They may not file a tax return, but they have they're the guardian and they can claim a grandchild under 17 as a dependent. Well, they're getting Social Security. They're going to get their $2,400, but they're entitled to additional $500 for that grandchild that's their dependent. You go to the IRS website put that information in and they'll give you the additional $500 for that stimulus payment. So you should, so if you, if you don't file a tax return and you're not, you're not getting SSDI, social security, veterans benefits, railroad retirement, you need to tell the IRS that you exist and where to send that stimulus payment to. Very important. Or what about the case of someone who maybe has a loss uh, uh, carried forward on their, on their uh, tax return? <laughs> Uh, it, does that mean that since since whatever money that, that person earns, if they've got a a a, uh, a, a you know a, a uh, net operating loss carried forward, uh, carried forward, that means I'm not they're not going to be liable to pay any tax. But are they still eligible to receive the stimulus payment? Yes, yes. I mean, the bottom line it, it it's your adjusted gross income is what the IRS is basing the stimulus payment on. Let's say you made $2 million of income. And let's say you had, you know, 1,999,000 of carry forward losses. You had a dollar worth of income, even though you had 2 million of income, when it comes down to deducting those losses, you're still eligible for the stimulus payment. And by the way, for your listeners, uh, if you have losses in your business, um, the IRS allows you to either carry them back for a certain amount of years 
will carry them forward. You don't use those losses. You use them up against prior declared income and get a tax refund, or you can use them going forward to reduce your future tax income. So to answer your question again, uh, if you have an NOL and net operating loss and you carry it forward, you're still required to file. And if you're, as long as your adjusted gross income is within the range, you'll still get your stimulus payment. Well, the bottom line to all of this discussion is if you've got questions about this, probably the first thing you should do is go to irs.gov and uh-huh. go to the website and, and try and get the answer that way. Uh, if not, you have an accountant, then, then call your accountant. But remember, they're under the gun right now from so many different directions with tax preparations, which have now normally you'd be finished as of April 15th. Yeah. Now it's been been carried forward. So use the website first. If you can't negotiate the website or you have questions, then contact your financial advisor uh, for, for a direction. Uh, because the more the more you learn, really the more questions seem to arise. And and that that seems to be part of the part of the issue and part of the problem. Yeah. If you have questions, speak to your tax advisor. You know, there's a lot of information online as well. It's very simple to read. You know, you just Google the information. And the IRS has a lot of publications on all matters of tax. And the, the publications are in very easy to read, very understandable language. Um, and there's information out there that they have on the IRS website and the publications about the stimulus package and about the various loans that are available. Well, the SBA, more of the loans. But, for example, yeah, what you have online right now, on the left-hand side, the second box down, get coronavirus tax relief. That's what you need to, to look at for information. And the other thing is non-filers payment info here. That's where you can that's where you can put the information if you haven't filed a tax return to register with the IRS to get your stimulus payment. The one on the top right, the get my payment, that is if you have a payment that's due to you and you want to know what the status is, you, you, you click there. Um, and those are the three main boxes for the uh, coronavirus stimulus payments that, that you need to know. The other boxes are, in, are helpful information as well, but, you know, they're, they're for other things. Well, I can certainly understand why a lot of people would go into that site and right away get my payment. They, <laughs> like you said earlier, you know, J.G. Wentworth has made a made a, a career out of that. You know, it's my money and I want it now. <laughs> so so I, I, that's that's what people are echoing. And yeah. all I'm hearing more and more people say, I didn't get mine. Did you get yours? Yeah. So everybody wants to know. I don't know whether they think that once a friend gets theirs, that all of a sudden theirs is going to arrive in the next day or so. But yeah. it, it's just a, a matter of the, the dice being thrown as to when the IRS gets around to cutting your check and, exactly. and it out. Or check with your bank for a direct deposit if you have... Right a direct deposit linked to any other government government payments. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. And and make sure that the IRS has your correct address. They'll send it to their address that they have for you on file. For example, if you file the 19, uh, 2018 tax return and you moved and you haven't filed the 19 return, you need to update the your address with the IRS. You go to the website and you can do that. And there's a form. I don't remember the form number, 8,300 something, 83 something. I think there's so many forms. I, I don't yeah. know all the form numbers. I'm the, I know quite a few. Um, I can probably repeat them in my sleep most of the time, you know. Just but the fact form, that you said it's, it's form 8,000 something, yeah. Yeah. you know that there's a lot of forms out there. <laughs> um, but there is a form you can send to the IRS with the change of address. 
um, as, as well. But you can go to the IRS website and you can put the change of address in there. So they need to know the, your current address um, if, if you move since the last tax return was filed. I don't know how much time we're going to have, Stuart. There's some other factors about the CARES Act, which besides the stimulus payment, uh, that might be kind of important that might be interesting and informative that people might need to know as well. Please, please share them with the audience. Oh, okay. A um, couple of things that are really important. If you have student loans that are federally backed, federal backed student loans, they're suspending all payments until September. So because of the coronavirus and the CARES Act, they're suspending payments on student loans, federally backed loans until September. They might su suspend them for longer, but right now it's until um, September. Another, they've expanded, you know, the unemployment benefits. I think it's like $600 more you can get, and they've lessened the requirements for the unemployment benefits as well, made, made it easier, especially for uh, self-employed people to get unemployment benefits. Another interesting thing, which I find, which is very, very helpful, um, if you're over 70 and a half or starting this year over 70, uh, 72, 72 or over, you're supposed to take what's called a required minimum distribution from an IRA or a pension plan. That's written into the law. If you have a traditional IRA, a traditional pension, once you reach, well, it used to be 70 and a half, the new tax law changed it to 72. You're supposed to take out a certain percentage each year. Uh, what they've done under the CARES Act is they've of suspended this required minimum distribution for 2020, which basically means if you're required to take out five, 10, 20,000 out of your pension as taxable income, you don't have to take it. You can take it, there's nothing to stop you from taking it if you want to, or if you need to, but they suspended this required minimum distribution, which is a good thing. A lot of people that are retired, they don't need to take money out of the pension, but they're required to, because basically the IRS you put money away into a pension, the IRS wants you to take that money out eventually. Um, I mean, it will get passed on to the heirs and your heirs will pay tax on it, but they want you to take it out so they have a, a required minimum distribution. Once again, for 2020, it was suspended. Another thing that they've done is if you're under 59 and a half and you take money out of a traditional IRA, traditional pension plan, you have to pay a 10% penalty. Well, you could right. take out, I mean, you could have taken out in the past up to $10,000, and there's certain reasons that you weren't penalized. For example, you use it for medical, first time homeowners, first time home buyer. But what the IRS did is in 2020, anybody under 59 and a half, you could withdraw up to $100,000 from your pension or IRA, traditional, and there's no penalty. So you take out $100,000, that's a $10,000 tax savings. Also, what they've done is, when you take money out of a traditional IRA or traditional pension, not a Roth, that's a whole other thing, um, you pay tax on the money that you're withdrawing out of your pension. Well, what the IRS is saying now is that you can withdraw up to $100,000 in 2020, and you have three years to pay it back without paying tax. So what that basically means is, gosh, I mean, the market is down. I, 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 I'm not working. I don't have enough money. I need to take more money out of my pension. Well, the IRS is saying, well, we're going to give you a break. You take out 20,000, 25,000, 50,000, whatever it is up to 100,000, you don't have to pay tax on it this year in 2020. But you have to pay you have 3 years to pay it back. And whatever you don't pay back, you'll pay tax on. But that's a great relief because now you have 3 years to pay back money that you need now because you don't have any other sources of income and hopefully within 3 years we'll be back uh, with another booming economy. Well, and having said that, if somebody does decide to take uh, that twenty-five or or thirty thousand mm -hmm. dollars, 
they've got three years to pay it back, chances are the, the stock market is going to recover within that three-year period, which oh. means take that money out, not necessarily just to pay off debt, but maybe take five grand and put it into the stock market. <laughs> buy, buy some stocks while the price is low, because that way you will offset whatever taxes that you have to pay back. Yeah, this is true. It, it, you know, that, that, that's just kind of one way of, of playing the market. There's, again, I, I said earlier, call, call Robert Grala or call your accountant uh, and, all, and say, you know, okay, what's the best thing for me to do? Because this is all pretty confusing to say, you know, I don't want to have to keep going to the bank to, to keep paying. Uh, uh, you know, my bills uh, because I'm depleting all of my savings. If you have an opportunity of borrowing some money in advance that doesn't, e doesn't need to be paid back or doesn't need to be paid back right away, it may be to your benefit to do that. Yeah. Another thing they did, you know, a lot of times people will borrow money from a 401k and you can borrow up to $50,000 a year. You know, you pay it back whenever you have the money to pay it back. There's no time frame to pay it back, but you do need to pay it back eventually. Otherwise you'll be taxed on it. Well, just another small thing they did was they raised the amount that you can borrow from 50,000 a year up to a hundred thousand dollars. That's just another small thing that they, that they did with the CARES Act. Um, I don't know. Um, I think we kind of beat the stimulus payment to a, to a pulp. I mean, if there's any, <laughs> any more questions you have on it, I mean, there's more information. I'd be more than happy to discuss it, but there's a couple of um, loans that are out there that businesses can take advantage of. One of them is okay. called the Payroll Protection Program, which is a, a very good uh, act that they've done under the under the, the CARES Act, a good program uh, sponsored by the Small Business Administration and, and your local bank. And a lot of small businesses can borrow money. And in turn, a good chance or a good portion of that money will be given to them as a grant that they don't have to pay back. So you're a small business and, and, the, and the government is going to give you five, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars as a, as a their own little stimulus payment that you don't have to pay back. That's a great thing to have as a, as a small business. And the first round of payroll protection loans that came out were used up. That went out. I mean, it was done. It was fast. Tuesday, so. they came out with another, I don't know how many billions of dollars more for these loans for small businesses. And it's basically, it's based on your payroll. What it is, is basically, ideally, textbook case, you take your 2019 payroll, each employee, including owners, um, up to $100,000 per person. So if an employee made 120 or you made 120, you can only calculate up to 100,000. Okay. You take your, your payroll for 2019, you divide that by 12 for one month, and you multiply that by 2.5. Basically what it comes out to, I, I did the calculation, it's 20.833333 percent of your total payroll and they will they will loan you up to that amount that amount or up to 10 million dollars whichever is less and if 10 million dollars is less than 20 percent of your payroll god bless you you're in a good business that's okay. right yeah and you <laughs> but you know they'll give you the money but with this there's there is a free lunch and not a free lunch there's certain requirements for it not to be paid back and before i, I say what those requirements are let's talk about for a minute what if you if, what if you have to pay it back? What are the terms of the loan? Well, you have two years to pay it back. That's the bad news because, you know, sometimes two years right now, you might need a little, little bit longer. The good news is 
1% interest on those loans, which is fantastic. I don't think you can get a 1% business loan, you know, anywhere right now in, in, in the world. So what you do is you go to your local bank and most of the time it's the bank that you do business with. For example, it could be Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Texas Federal Credit Union, whatever it is. And you fill out the application and it's a very simple application to fill out. But once again, it's based on your 2019 tax return. And it's, if you have a, a corporation, if you have a partnership, even if you're self-employed, okay, you can you can use that as the payroll loan. You don't have to have a specific type of business. It's for all businesses that are out there. S-Corps, C-Corps, partnerships, self-employed okay. people, people that file on what they call Schedule C. And what it basically is, is take you take one twelfth of your payroll times 2.5%, and that's the maximum that they will loan you. And you have to use – here's where the, the – another – uh, caveat is you have to use um, a minimum of 75% of that, or you have to use up to 75% for payroll over the next four, over the next two months, eight weeks. So let's say you borrow, I'm going to throw a number out there. Let's say they loan you $5,000. That's what your number comes to. Well, you have to be able to pay payroll. 75% of it has to go to payroll over the next eight weeks. So if you're on, if you're, if you borrowed based on a full uh, level of employees, and let's say now during the during this downturn of business, you laid off certain employees and your payroll isn't what it was last year. Well, you can't get all that as a grant. Some of that money will then have to be paid back. So basically what happens is you take, if you get a grant of $5,000, you have to pay that out in 75% of that in payroll over the next eight weeks when you get the grant, okay? 25% can go to things such as utilities, rent, leases, you know, and, and things such as that. But anything you use within eight weeks, you are pretty much going to get a grant from the government and you don't have to pay that back. And then most probably you will use most of that okay. for the next eight weeks. So something else the businesses need to look into called the payroll protection program. And they can get about 20% of their prior year's payroll. And it could be almost hundred percent of it can be a grant that you don't have to pay back as well. Something that the other you know businesses also, you know, need to look into. I know I just said a whole mouthful. <laughs> no, and, and but but it's important because a lot of people that are that are that are listening, yeah. uh, watching, and a, a lot of these people are small independent mm -hmm. business owners and operators, and yeah. they've been left with a choice now to either shutter the doors and just say we'll reopen when the government tells us we can open, yeah. or as you're saying. With these opportunities, they may be able to keep their doors open on a on a limited basis, maybe cut back to a few days a week. In the case of restaurants, we see that there's lots of restaurants that are still open. They're still cooking food. The only yeah. thing is you, you don't have the dine-in capability. Yeah. You either get it delivered or you order it and you, you drive by and you pick it up at curbside. Well... That's allowed those restaurateurs the ability to keep their staff paid, uh, keep their people working, keep an income flow coming, uh, and, and to take advantage of a payroll tax benefit and, and these other uh, uh, opportunities from small business. That's where if you are an owner operator of a small business, and you, know, you need to look into that right now because there's been this talk now that, well, maybe the economy is going to open up in the next week or two. Well, it would probably be a good idea if you can get your hands on some of that that benefit money to, to work for you right now. When the green light is given, you're already underneath the, uh, underneath the radar 
you've got the money and it was free mm -hmm. money for you to use to to keep your operation going yeah yeah i mean you have to get your application if if it's not in you got to get it in now as soon as possible once the money is used up that's it you know fortunately the first the first round of grants the money was used up they come up with a second round of grants and once this is used up they might come up with a third don't know but if you don't have an application in now i would definitely put an application in there's another loan program called the emergency disaster loan program this is a program that they've had for many, many years with the Small Business Administration, and they've expanded a little bit with coronavirus. That's done through the Small Business Administration itself. I'm not that familiar with the proceeds and how that whole loan program works, but it is a loan program you know, that's out there. There are also benefits for payroll taxes. Um, there's certain relief uh, items for payroll taxes. You don't have to make, you may not have to pay them all now, but you have a couple of years to make up for the payroll taxes. In other words, you know, you have employees and basically, the employer has to pay 7.65% for Social Security and Medicare of the employee's wages. So, um, and you know, that can come out to a, a lot of money or even a little bit of money. But right now, you may not have it. There are programs right now for to benefit employees that they don't have to pay that now. They have up to three years to pay it. And, you know, for the benefit of your listeners, I don't think there's anybody out there in your listening audience, unless they have an IQ of about 225, that is going to remember everything we spoke about. The important thing is to remember key words. There's a payroll protection program out there. There's an emergency disaster loan. There's benefits for payroll taxes. Once you understand that that's something that's out there to help you as a, as a small business owner, you start to go from there to do the research, speak with your financial people, your tax people, speak with your bankers. So yeah, we, we spoke about a lot. I gave a lot of information out there. I don't expect anybody to remember everything, but the key points to know is that there are so many things out there to help individuals and businesses through the coronavirus epidemic. Well, and the important thing also to remember is that that hopefully we are on the downhill side of this, which means once everything goes back to this new normal, whatever that's going to be, all of these programs are going to stop. There yeah. won't the need to, to have all of this stimulus money to send out because the economy will will have reopened and people can start to get, get back to business again. So the important thing is, should have done all of this a month ago. Uh -huh. If you're in a situation where you uh, are a small business or you're an individual that, that's operating an independent business, uh, uh, self-employed, go to... Go to, you know, irs.gov and see what's available that's still available to you and apply for it. Worst thing that can happen is by the time they get around to approving your your request, we will be out of the woods. Uh, but but it's a good idea to go ahead forward and do that. Uh, just to remind everyone that if you didn't file your taxes by April 15th, you now have until what, July 15th, is it? July 15th, yes. July 15th, and in some cases, you said even going into October. So check with your your CPA. Uh, uh, if, if you've learned something from this program, uh, I'll, I'll stick my neck out and say, if they want to contact you, go to Robert Grala, CPA, and, 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 and get those questions answered. And, uh, boy, it's... It's an awful lot to to absorb at the same time being sequestered in your home and trying to make all the ends meet. Uh, so it's important to know this information or at least know who 
to contact in order to be able to do this. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, it's it, Robert, I can't thank you enough. I know you are very, very busy at this time of the year and, and working with, with the, the public in general. I just thank you for taking the time to hopefully answer a lot of questions that people have, have asked. And if there are more and more questions, then uh, send a note out and we'll try and get those questions answered for you. Mm-hmm. Can, can I give myself a plug if you don't mind? You may give yourself a huge plug. <laughs> if anybody needs to contact me, my email address, I'll say it and I'll spell it. It's rgrala at robertgrala.com. That's R-G-R-A, rgrala at robertgrala.com. My phone number is 214-244-2535. My web address is www.robertgrala.com. Please feel free if you have some questions, if I can be of any help to you. Uh, just let me know. I'll be more than happy to, to give you my advice. However, if you want to know where your stimulus check is, please don't call me. Please don't text me or email me. Go to the website. They will know better than me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a magician. Go, I don't have a crystal ball. Right go, to your mail, go to your mailbox first <laughs> and see if it's there. So, so. Your mailbox or your bank account and see if it's there. <laughs> that, that's right. That's right. So, it, I mean, it's just another thing that we've had to deal with during this this pandemic crisis and all. But the the upside to this is that should we ever have to go through any any kind of crisis like this or or even a different type of crisis, we've learned something from this process, and we'll be better to be able to 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 work with it as we move forward into the future. Yes. Yes. Again, Robert, thank you very, very much. I appreciate it and uh, and have a great day and a great season. And I will see you again soon. Thanks for your input. Okay. And that will pretty much do it for another show uh, of uh, some some something uh, to talk about. Uh, and again, if you do have any questions, and I'll go to the website. Probably is the best. RobertGrala.com. You'll get the phone number, email, everything, all the information that you might need. Uh, and, uh, you know, please put on your calendar to be here next week and all for another edition of Something to Talk About. Have no idea what we're going to be talking about. And hopefully Vaughn will be back here with us to, to, to talk with us. Uh, but go out, make it a good, good uh, weekend, a good week ahead. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And my personal information, honestly, don't listen to the politicians. Listen to the medical community to know when it's really safe to go back out there and, and, and be your old self again. So take care. Be well. Join us again next week. Thanks again to Mark Warner for producing the show. And we'll see you again on something to talk about.